Welcome to In the Green Room. I'm Kinga. And I'm Chet. And this is Martin. Welcome, everybody. In the green room, in the green room, dot green. We're saving the planet. One, One show, show at, at a time. time. We're and celebrating Earth Day again. Plant at a time. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> and Ricardo, our Richard, that's our very favorite. One of our favorite, favorite, favorite regulars. Oh, thank you. He's our wine, our wine, and, our wine resident, enthusiast. Your resident wino. Now, mind the spelling, W-I-N-E-A-U-X. <laughs> oh, I know. I see it. <laughs> and we are drinking some Arizona wine. Yeah, because good we one. are celebrating that Earth Day is every day. Mm-hmm. And we're also featuring uh, gardening, yeah. uh, edible gardens with Amy, Amy's Gardens. Yes. Mm. Yes. And what's this wine called? Oh, I have no idea. That's from Dos Cabezas. It's a wonderful rosé. Yeah, it is. It's, it's a very good rosé. Cimarron Vineyard. Yeah. Uh, 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 we need you to talk into the mic he just said. The Cimarron Vineyard. You have to kiss the mic. Get so close that you want to make out with it. I've seen the videos. <laughs> I've seen the videos. I'm sitting back here and I can hear myself fine. I've watched the videos. Anyway, Cimarron Vineyard, I believe, is the one that was started by, oh, I'm trying to remember... But it's down. It's down in the in Sonoida Elgin area. Yep, exactly. And um, those Cabezas been around. This is the first winery that that Sam Pillsbury worked with. You know, is those it? Cabezas, the yeah. one and only, oh, really? our favorite winery yeah. in Arizona mm-hmm. is Sam. Yeah. And we're still celebrating Earth Day. In Earth Day is every day. Every day should be Earth Day. Yeah, and it Cheers just passed. So does it and, tell you? Yeah, sorry. Um, Cheers. Earth, Earth Day. Oh, well, what day. I was gonna say is the number one thing we can try to do as a culture to become more sustainable and get towards a utopia is by sourcing local products from our food to our groceries mm-hmm. to our wine, everything. The more local we can source it, the better. And the best place you can possibly do it is from your backyard. That's as True. local as you can possibly get it. Um, so that's really impressive that you have this kind of a garden. Thank you. Um, what kind of limitations do you have growing in Arizona? Because this show is based out of Arizona. We have listeners all over, but all over the um, world. It's fun talking awesome. about what crops will do well in certain regions and stuff. Well, like that. I think the biggest thing is growing seasonally. Um, you cannot grow out of season, otherwise you're going to have a whole bunch of bolted product or something that just dies. So. Um, from our end, you can't grow things like corn and potatoes in a hot climate. And um, you just need to be really, really, really wise with what you're growing and exactly when you plant it. So as an example, right now, what is today? April 24th? Yeah, we'll yeah. go with that. Uh, my birthday's tomorrow. Hey, I forgot about that. Hey, happy early birthdays. Yeah, you forgot, huh? I know. I'm only going to be 29. <laughs> plus Again. Uh, 16 or 17. Um Right now, uh, the things that are growing really fast are tomatoes and um, artichokes. Um, Yeah, your artichokes. artichokes. Yeah, I've got some here in the basket here. And then um, also the zucchini is going to start taking off here once the temperatures consistently get above about 95. Right, right. I think it's just a function of when. Mm -hmm. Um, But in the wintertime, you can get some really good – kind of do the zucchini and – not the zucchini, the broccoli and cauliflower and all those types of things. So it's just – it's fun. How long have you been doing this garden? Just a couple of years. Okay. Started in the oh, that's what you said. You yeah. started during the pandemic, which I, I find very interesting because, uh, you know, a lot of people did things for the first time during the pandemic. They had time on their hands and mm-hmm. they did some very creative things. And that that's a that's that's, that's a great story. Really. So good things come out of bad things. Yeah, sure. Well, yeah, yeah. Well, the bourbon collection no. was another one. So. <laughs> the bourbon collection. Speaking oh, I thought of, that was a joke. Is that for real? For real. Really? Oh, so, yeah. So tell us about that. How did that... 
get started. Well, I, I probably have like 75 bottles. Don't say your address. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even telling people where I live. Um, but I, I just started. Great. I had some friends that got wow. into it, and I was like, hey, this well, is really delicious stuff. I, I really need it. It is America's whiskey. It's the most mm-hmm. popular whiskey in America. Now, bourbon also, incidentally, is an agricultural product. It okay. is. It's made from grain. Okay. And, and there are some local distilleries that are making yes. some good stuff. Have you uh, collected any local stuff? Well, I do have a couple of Arizona um, whiskeys, but mm-hmm. not Arizona bourbon. What's the difference I don't between know. whiskey and bourbon? I don't know. Well, I believe bourbon is 51% corn. Is that yes, correct? Something 51% like that. Yeah, corn. That is correct. Bourbon could be made anywhere in America. There are okay. rules. The number one is 51% corn. Uh, the other rule is that um, they are aged in white American oak brand new barrels. Yes, every new batch. Barrels. Mm. New barrels. New barrels. So new all, what happens to all those new barrels after one batch of bourbon? They get shipped to Scotland to age scotch. They get shipped to Jalisco, to Mexico to, to age uh, tequila. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or they break them up into pieces and yeah. sell them. As in Pappy Van Winkle, I have a right. beautiful little collection right. of Pappy Van Winkle barrel products, but I, can I get my hands yeah. on a bottle? Absolutely and not. And they friend travel <laughs> them too, you know. Is I mean. that the most rare uh, bourbon? Yes. Yeah, it's or one of those. Slowly, what is it Pappy called? Van Winkle. Yeah. Pappy it's Van one of those Winkle. cult. Really? It's a cult mm-hmm. following. If you can yeah. get a bottle, you are um, cooking with gas. Okay. But the, the, the closest amazing um, bourbon I have come across is actually out of Las Vegas, a company called Smoke Wagon. I know it. It's very popular. It is awesome. Yes. Smoke Wagon. Smoke Wagon yep. bourbon. Or yes. Whiskey. Well, have me on again, and we can okay. talk about it some more. Oh, wait, we'll do a whole uh, bourbon show. Actually. I'll bring my bourbon friends. We'll have a great time. <laughs> that, that's an interesting topic. And you know what Smoke Wagon refers refers to? Smoke wagon, speaking of firearms, was the colloquial, the you know, kind of slang name for the uh, repeating revolver. The really? First re- really? Yeah, smoke the, wagon. The, the that first explains repeating... why there's a gun on the label. Yeah. Uh, okay. That's why the gun's on the All label. Right. The first repeating revolver by Colt. Interesting. Yeah. So how much would a bottle of smoke wagon cost? Depends on what level. There is an yeah. entry-level bottle at like 30 bucks, yeah. which mm-hmm. is fantastic for making old fashions. Yeah. Um, and then they've got what I... The Uncut Unfiltered is probably my favorite, which is around an $80 bottle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I've tasted. And it's very good. I did snag a rare and limited one. So um, I don't remember what it cost, but it's phenomenal. And um, probably one of the best bourbons I think that yeah. I've had. It's an okay. interesting, interesting story. A couple know. guys made in a, met in a bar in L.A. and ended up going to Vegas, starting this distillery, right? And the rest is history. It's a great wow. story. So they were strangers. They met in a bar, and they—that's interesting. Well, I have a question: Is it true that in Arizona, unlike many other places where this, you know, where you have very distinct seasons, mm-hmm. we really have uh, more than one growing season here? True, right? and. I would say a lot of the same things that you can grow in the fall, you can also grow in the spring. It's just dependent upon when you grow it or when you plant it. And a lot of things can't be started from seed here. It just doesn't work. Okay. Mm-hmm. So if you don't start it from seed, how do you start it? Um, with starts. Seedlings. From, yes. from our favorite uh, nurseries, which um, after just a tiny bit of research, I know that you have done a little bit of work with Barrage. So yes. um, Barrage and yes. um, Summer Winds are probably my two favorites locally to get products. So, Ooh, Well, cool. you, want, you want to shop local. Absolutely. Local, and Barrage yeah. is a beautiful property. And it really is. Work there are so generous with their time. And, very and, informative. That, and it's really the biggest thing that everyone can focus on to make a big change. 
because if everyone started only shopping locally, it would do away with so much of the demand to have products shipped all over the world, which is where most right. of the fossil fuels are mm -hmm. burned. Um, so the main way we as consumers can change the system is by shopping locally. And, and, and trying not to use Amazon. But it, and Walmart and all those big corporate brands where everything is just made in China. Can um, I brag for yeah. a minute? I never have used Amazon. <laughs> well, really? that makes one of you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, and also, I mean, like gardening, going to the gardening thing. Uh -huh. it, vegetables and fruits out of your garden taste better. They, well, you, know, hands you can control down. the process. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know where it came from. You know what you put in it. Yep. Well, just, but you know that, but even beyond that, just that fresh flavor from the garden. It's incredible. It, it is incredible. Like I, we literally cut these oh. at one o'clock today. It's okay. I like having um, carrots in my hair. <laughs> oh, you, wear, you wear them in your hair for you. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I pulled, I pulled strawberries and uh, mulberries out of my garden this weekend and they were delicious. It's a purple carrot. Yeah. Nice. If Look we decide to wash these off later, you can eat them. And look at this gorgeous cauliflower. Cauliflower. Yeah. Got some little, little green carrot. Impressive cauliflower. Look at the size of it. These are some white beets. White these beets. These are awesome. Oh, there's a choke. Artichoke. Yeah. I got a couple artichokes. Be careful with that one. It's got it's got little prickles on it. Look at the size of that. Yeah. Artichokes. Those artichokes. Don't injure I love these nice? the artichoke plants. They look oh, they, so good. This smells huge. good. Yeah, it smells huge. so good. Yeah. So well, and I think I probably, I went to Italy two weeks ago and I had one artichoke on my, on, on the plants. I came back and there was like 25. Mm -hmm. Wow. So, um, I had cut two off and that's all I'd had. One that was growing and ended up with a ton more. So it was exciting. Now, I assume that in Italy and all the little towns and all over, like most of Europe, you have amazing farmer's markets. Yes. Right. With all... <laughs> I'm telling you, you can hear it. Um, I can hear you perfectly. Yeah. <laughs> Even with amazing, these on. Amazing farming mar farmers markets there. That yes. You can go to daily, basically. People beg me mm -hmm. to have a to have a farmers market, and I'm like, no, I just like to give it to my friends and mm -hmm. eat it myself. See, guys, did you hear that? She gives the vegetables to her friends. Mm -hmm. Share it with your neighbors. And I mean, when you go to pick the vegetables. You get to drink bourbon. <laughs> this is not a bad thing. <laughs> Do you ever sell them at the farmer's markets or no you way. just give them away to friends? Just gives them Well, away. for people that don't have the time to farm or don't have the yard and right. all that kind of stuff, farmer's markets are an awesome mm -hmm. alternative yes. to yeah. find stuff that's grown locally mm -hmm. and uh, support small farmers and small businesses that uh, that just really sustainable. Well, so. there's also a couple of charities that uh, farm and sell um, the, the vegetables and, and fruits for uh, to, to raise money. So it's uh, mm. it, it does a lot of different things. And if you oh, have a surplus, one. quite often you can um, donate it to one of the one, one of those charities or sure. food banks or something yeah. too. Mm -hmm. So that's if you want to be ultra, super crazy altruistic with it, you can. Well, um, anytime you have an excess, <laughs> right here, I will cook for yeah. in the green room. So water us. obviously nice. is a big deal here in the in the desert. How uh, how much water does it take? Is it about the same as your Good grass question. lawn before that? Is it exactly the same, if not about you know twenty five percent less? Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. keeping grass green in Arizona is impossible. Mm -hmm. And so um, after fifteen years of doing that, I said, why am I paying for this? Right. Plus, I'm allergic to grass. So. Every time I would walk out onto my grass, I'd break out in hives. It wasn't a good move. 
So we started with two beds and uh, the raised raised beds. Beds. two raised, raised beds. beds. They're yeah. just raised off the ground. They're mm-hmm. not like super high or anything. Yeah, They're yeah. just a couple of feet off the ground sure. and just made with little products you can get at Lowe's or wherever. Mm-hmm. Um, but we started with two and thought, okay, well, maybe we'll do four. So we got a shipment of dirt. This is her secret gardener. Really <laughs> nice silt. She says, we super nice silt. Secret and they accidentally miscalculated the amount. So we had enough to do two thirds of the yard, and so we. I just said, "Well, let's just go for the whole thing." All right. So what's how big is that then? Well, I've got uh, what thirteen raised beds yeah, that are probably. Wow. Is this all in the backyard? Everything's in the backyard. Each bed's about so like a, this size. You have a good size yard, obviously. Yeah, yeah. she does. It's she a good size. Good size yeah. Mm-hmm. And then I did the whole perimeter with fruit trees, and then in the middle there's some nice fruit trees too. And in the oh, front yard, I've got a couple. Lovely. So. We, this Wonderful. year this year was a fun year. We did peach and nectarine and apricot and a pluot. Oh, yeah. And mm-hmm. another another Meyer lemon and another blood orange. Meyer lemons. Oh. An I Australian lemon, yeah. finger lime, which I'm really excited about. That's really? super cool. Yeah. That'll be fun. That's going to be yeah. really cool. And really I can't fun. wait for the banana trees to produce, too. So I've got oh, you four have? of those. Oh, I couldn't, I couldn't keep mine alive. I tried to grow three of them, and I, they Are just they, didn't, um, didn't, and there's two apple didn't last this summer. Yeah. There's two apple trees. Yeah, and they have little apples on them. Did mm-hmm. you see that? Yeah, yeah I saw the apples. Yeah, and the, yeah. the apricot tree has, has apricots they, uh, on them. Blue bananas? Craving an one, apple crisp. One of them is. You have a blue banana. I do have one. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't know when these are going to produce yeah. or if. It takes them a while. Yeah. Yeah, and it's pretty hot here for bananas. So how do you do this organically? How do you keep the bugs out? Well, um, I try to plant a, every once in a while. You'll plant a plant that loves bugs, and you'll distract the bugs with that plant. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's kind of nifty. And then the ladybugs are great. I've got Lady a ton bugs. of them back there. Um, I love That's geckos. Bug you want. Ladybugs are great. Yeah, so ladybugs. And then insecticidal soap. So some little bit of dish soap with a whole lot of water. That'll get rid of a lot of bugs. Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So wait, like Don? Yeah. Yeah, they don't wow. like the. It changes the viscosity of water, so mm-hmm. they don't. They don't, they don't like, like it. it. So do you have drip irrigation or? What? Absolutely, yeah. Okay. And we just converted the um, the sprinkler irrigation to more of a drip style, mm-hmm. and threw it all through the lawn and made adjustments as necessary. It's really fun. <gasps> now, in between the beds, you have um, like wood chips. Or... Yeah, I, we did like a mulch. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Type and, situation. And what's the reason for that? Um, you have dust or. Well, didn't want dust. Plus, we wanted to kill the grass, so mm-hmm. that was the easiest way to do it with a barrier and then mm. throwing that over it. And then um, it's just cooler um, to do the chips. It feels very chips. comfortable to walk on it, yeah. very cushioning. Well, I wanted that too. <laughs> <laughs> Not that I necessarily do all the work in my garden. I'm going to be honest; I do outsource a lot of it. Your secret gardener, but sh- my secret gardener. Until he helps me, we can't announce it. <laughs> right. <laughs> my secret gardener. I don't, want I don't want his price to go up, and I don't want him to disappear. Well, there, there are more. Well, he's people... more of a gardening consultant, mm-hmm. so we'll... yeah, right. Mm-hmm. There are there are more and more people I think that are doing that that are out there that know a lot about gardening that are trying sure. to help people who are interested and. Well, there are quite a bit of classes at these places yeah. too. Mm-hmm. There's classes, you can groups. learn a lot. Yeah. There's a lot of resources. I mm-hmm. think. Well, I know you mentioned in order to have avocados, you have to have two trees. And right, like, an A and a B. Chad, did you know that? You can't have no. avocados with only one tree. Interesting. Okay, why? Yeah. Um, it sounds, I, I think my understanding. Avocado sex. <laughs> yes. Pretty much. Yeah. Um, one Pretty of them nice. fertilizes the other. Yeah. And how does that happen? By bees. Yep. Oh. Who doesn't love bees? We love bees. We you love keep bees. bees? I don't keep bees, but I have a lot of them back here. Yeah. Yep. There's, oh, there's a lot. So would you ever consider keeping bees? Maybe. 
I'm a little afraid of bees, just being honest with you. Okay. Yeah. I got stung in between the toes as a child, so you know I've got a little, a little trauma. bit of yeah. little trauma so there. That's okay. of bees, but you love bees. <laughs> well, I love what they do for my garden. Yes. Um, but they they're typically pretty excited about the garden, so they'll leave you alone mm-hmm. if they've got something more exciting to do. Yeah. So with your uh, this passion of gardening, which is what three years now. Two, three, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, two, not three. very long. Do Do you have like? Are you getting more inspired with cooking? Oh, I've that? always been inspired with cooking. I've always been, you know, a quasi, you know, fake chef, mm-hmm. and now I actually just get to go pull it from the backyard and wash I it. I think the word you're looking for, home cook. Yes. I think I'm better than a home cook. <laughs> okay, well, oh, right. home chef. Oh, interesting. <laughs> home chef. Okay, well, I'm a little better average, than a home cook. So, home so with your garden, yeah. what are your specialties now? Yes. Oh, that's really hard. Um, I do love to make a lot of salads, so mm-hmm. I can yeah. I can grow a wicked um, black kale like nothing you've ever seen before, mm-hmm. and make a salad that was inspired by one of the Fox restaurants from a million years ago. Really? Um, <laughs> that thank you very much, Sam Fox, and your um, culinary geniuses for the Amazing. bastardization of what I was able to do. <laughs> it was great, um, but. You know, salads, um, I'll roast a vegetable any day of the week. So mm, roasted beets, yeah. roasted, you know, yeah. carrots, roasted anything. Um, I made zucchini tots for the first time last Ooh. year. Ooh. When you have a zucchini that is this Th- long huge. and weighs nine pounds. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I do have pictures of it, by the way. Uh, it, it's pretty impressive. And you have to find something to do with all that. So I was giving away zucchinis every day of my life. <laughs> okay, wait, hold on. Can I have you on speed dial? <laughs> I'm serious. That's really, truly how much there was. It, it no, was you can crazy. Grow a zo- a zucchini will co- keep growing as long right. as it's, you know. Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah, yeah. Oh, they get big. No, uh, yeah. but, but they're not as good to eat the bigger they get. They're more pulpy. They're more, you know. Really? There's going to be yeah. more seeds in the yeah, middle. More seeds. And yeah. The, yeah, the texture changes. So, so, so you know, like a little baby zucchini. How do you know when to pick? When you need one. <laughs> when they're right, right when they're... they're always right. I mean, they're they, they zucchini, come out right. You know, you can have a, a tiny baby zucchini, or you can have a ten-pound zucchini. It just right. keeps growing. Okay, so that's that's. I like the manageable-sized yeah, ones. You know, squash. How do you think these pumpkins? You know, people grow hundred-pound pumpkins. It's not going to taste good. <laughs> no, it's not. Gonna but taste a nine-pound, the nine-pound one still no. tasted really good. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. it was just a function of let's use it. So right. we would. Anybody that would use it, I would I would help give it away. I would do whatever we could. So um, we were just trying to do something interesting. Mm-hmm. Now, is black kale an heirloom variety? Everything I planted in the backyard is an heirloom variety. It is? Yeah. Really? Because oh, okay. it's just more fun that way. No, and so you're able to source heirloom var- varieties. You can source heirloom seeds super easily. Yeah. So teach um, us about heirloom. Why is well, it better? Just old, like the old, original, non-GMO, non—they haven't been altered by anything other than growth over time. They taste better. They're more natural, flavorful. Yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah. They haven't had the flavor bred out of them, you know, much like people. So you're familiar (laughs) with some of the seed banks that exist here as well, which are very Mm -hmm. important. But if you need to get access to um, lesser expensive or just easy seeds to get, Baker uh, Baker heirloom seeds is awesome. They're really good. They have everything you can imagine. Yeah. What do you think is the easiest uh, crop for Arizonans to grow? They don't have that much time to commit to a garden, but they want to put something in their yard. Rosemary. Rosemary. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, exactly. a lot of the herbs. I've had good luck with mint. basil. I've had good yeah. luck with mint. Um, yeah, Jalapenos. Like citrus supposed yes. to be pretty like suit, well-suited for the mm-hmm. environment here? Or? It, it can be. Uh, you just have to make sure you don't overwater it. Mm-hmm. 
Mm. Well, yeah. that's a big thing too. I, you know, people think they have to water gardens, like you know, have to water grass to be green. But if you really you want to kind of withhold water because it, it creates a much stronger plant, the more stress resilient. on the plant. Yeah, yeah, you stress them, you get more flavor. Uh, like it, just with the, with grapes mm. and wine, you know, you want right. smaller grapes because you want you know a more flavorful grape, and that's kind of the same thing with uh, I think with gardens. At least that's been my experience. So with True. the crops, you don't want them to be too big because mm. it takes it depletes the. In many cases, yeah. So we'll do a lot of pruning of the fruit trees. Um, Mm -hmm. uh, My secret gardener um, did a lot of uh, pruning this year to try to make sure that we would gain the maximum, um, how do you call it? I guess the maximum return on investment. Mm -hmm. So the best possible product available. Interesting. Yeah, Yeah, I've got to go through like, I'm probably here in the next month, I'll have to go through and prune my, um, all my um, uh, orange and my lemon tree because they've just Mm -hmm. blossomed. They've got tons of blooms on them. It's insane. It's too many because if I let all of those grow into oranges Mm -hmm. or or lemons, then it's going to overtax the tree and I won't get anything. So you've got to pull them off and make sure that there's the right Right. number on on each branch so it doesn't weight it down too much. It doesn't use too much water. That's super interesting. I did not know about that We probably pruned off 50% of my Meyer Mm -hmm. lemon tree this year. Same thing with my orange tree. Hmm. Pruning is essential in in vineyards as well, Mm -hmm. as you you know. And uh, there's different types of pruning and there's things like green harvest where you drop fruit Mm -hmm. to get more concentration in the you know so yeah Yeah, absolutely and it's similar with the garden if you want a plant to grow a certain way or you know a tree to grow a certain way or you want a tree to be more of a bush it's really how you prune it yeah well and you guys saw the garden today some of the stuff that we um, put in we let go to seed on purpose Mm -hmm. and we we did that with the goal in mind of we're going to go ahead and make this bed into something really special and the easiest way to do that is to let some of this crop go to seed and see what happens Mm -hmm. i really felt like the way you organized it all and um, your garden just is really beautiful. Thank you. I mean, sometimes, you know. I, I can't say that I really had a whole lot to do with it. I mm-hmm. um, I did have a gardener before, my secret gardener, who was also quite amazing and who came up with the layout um, with, the me, layout. with me. Mm-hmm. And we really, um, she did all the dimensions and really helped with all that. And it's really, really slick back there. So, so. what does something like that, if somebody wants to get started that's listening, um, what, what, what does that cost? What does it entail? And do they have to have a secret garden? No. Or, or can they figure it out on their own? I would start with one raised mm-hmm. planter bed. Okay. Just one. Yeah, yeah you're talking mm-hmm. probably 50 bucks worth of um, lumber. Not maybe. right. No, the lumber prices have tripled more. during the pandemic. Well, so. they're a little bit more. So it how might much be a little cost to do one So if you're going to do one, box? you know, six by six by six by six bed or whatever it is, six feet square, you could probably get away with 50 bucks worth of, worth of lumber, mm-hmm. two by fours. Mm-hmm. You need a couple of joiner pieces um the dirt the dirt the amend um the manure nothing like some manure um (laughs) a good rake a good shovel and then whatever you're going to plant that's all you really need Yep. So altogether, maybe five hundred dollars. Not even. Oh, not even. Not even. Oh, a couple hundred bucks at most. Uh, oh, so yeah. a couple hundred dollars, you can have one bed, solid bed. bed. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And grow nice. quite a bit of food. For mm-hmm. sure. Mm-hmm. It's amazing how much food you can really grow in a small, relatively mm-hmm. small area. I've seen photos of. Um, this is so much. You talk about a great picture. I've seen photos. Some some in this country, but a lot in Europe, where people's front lawns mm-hmm. are actually, instead of grass, they're gardens. Mm-hmm. Oh, sure. 
Well, that was the initial well, well, that's inspiration. That's yeah, the initial yeah. inspiration for yeah. my garden. I had a and, friend in California that did that. Yeah, and it's just marvelous to mm-hmm. see that. Now imagine if you know if ten percent of the population was 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 able to do that. What a difference even that would make, right? That would make oh, such right. a huge difference for the such earth. Such a huge difference. Well, oh, we don't just, need yeah. grass here. No. No, it's that's a Midwest. But what about the golf course? What about my golf course? You can keep the golf course. You can keep the golf course. You ever see a golf course in Scotland (laughs) where golf was invented? Are they green? No. No. (laughs) But keep it on the golf course, but you don't have to keep it in your yard. No. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, if I'm with with you, I decided like if I'm going to spend money on water, because you know water does cost money, I'm going to get something out of it. I'm not going to just flush it down basically which i do anyway but but uh, uh so I, I i try to plant nothing but food bearing plants and it's yeah. been great you have no grass in your yard is it is well it i have zero i have, escape I have wild grass that have yes. that i didn't plant yes but uh, i'm trying to actually get rid of by planting more um uh, food bearing yeah. uh, plants to yeah. kind of nice. snuff, snuff it out if you will well i'm so inspired right now i want amy to help me start a really <laughs> big garden. It that, wasn't yeah, me. Where, in I'm your other to, house? I, I'm trying to think that uh, there's a whole area where it would just be perfect. And it, it, we could have a little gate. It could be raised up and it would look really pretty. Nice. Yeah. And so Amy's going to help me do that. <laughs> <laughs> and Owen, his new business. There we go. Oh, yes, my. yes. Listen, people that are just listening can't see my face right now where I make the cheesy grin of, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't do manual labor. But you know people. I know people, and they're great. <laughs> so what is a secret gardener charge per hour? Um, that is a good question. Uh, I don't actually know mm-hmm. because we've kind of worked out some things. So. Um, oh, really? Yeah, we worked out a little bit of a cool arrangement. Are you and then. Him? No, <laughs> no, he's a wonderful married guy to a great woman. Okay. Um, but uh, I have someone that does some of the more um, heavy labor mm-hmm. that is separate from uh, my gardening consultant. So my secret gardener. Oh, gotcha. so somebody that, that is more phys- physical. Right. Who will and- dig the big holes and do all this stuff and mm-hmm. do a lot of those cleanup things that I don't think any of us could mm-hmm. necessarily want to do. Anybody over the age of 40, if you're. Doing the backbreaking work, you're Aim just into that. Yes, I understand. begging for yes. injury. Yes, it's true. It's well, and digging in Arizona dirt is just dangerous in itself. Right, you hit a rock, clay, and rocks. it just jars your soul. Well, if I were to meet a man that was very passionate about gardening and would want to do that for me. Um, You'd let him. I would take applications for her her husband. Yeah. Husband applications available. (laughs) Well, I knew she was funny because we were at the nail salon and she was uh, talking about the men in Italy being so gorgeous. And she took her mom to Italy Mm -hmm. for her. She treated her mom to an Italy trip for her 70th birthday. And that were, sounds like fun. Yeah, they were there for 10 days, and she can tell us all about it. But she was like, yeah, there's, the Italian men are so good looking. And then she just showed me this picture and that picture. She snuck pictures of these <laughs> Italian guys. They didn't know. <laughs> they didn't need to know. <laughs> so, yeah, tell us about Italy. How was that? Italy was great. Um, again, the the language and the people were just so warm and welcoming. And uh, we did a little quick trip through Venice mm-hmm. and got to see some cool stuff there. You know, nothing's really grown in Venice per se. 
it's all inland. But isn't their culture generally a lot more like locally sourced? Yeah, than ours? yeah. with a like, ton of seafood in yeah. Venice specifically. Yeah, like, mm-hmm. like a high, high percentage of the food in a town will be like grown as in much the as near possible. Regions, yeah, versus here, most of the food will be imported. Mm-hmm. To we went to towns. a small town um, outside called Bassano Bassano del Grappa, which is where grappa was invented. And they um, are one of the main sources of white asparagus. Mm. And so you better believe I had some white asparagus oh, risotto yeah. when I was there. It was yeah. awesome. Very tell, tell our listeners what grappa is. I just learned what it is. I didn't know until like well, a month ago. Grappa is um, a very strong liquor that is made from the, the remnants, um, the of, the, remnants the, of a the pressing pumice. of the pumice, yeah. yes, of uh, what they make wine with. So mm-hmm. all the leftover great It's product. kind of like the resin. It's... Right. Yeah, and then yeah. whatever is left I, over I, I after that gets... I took a shot of it once, and isn't it kind of sweet? A little bit. Yeah. It can be. It depends on the depends grape. On the if kind. it comes from a certain type of grape, it can have a sensation of being a little bit sweet. If it's And if it's from one specific grape, like, um, um, like Riesling or something like that, you'll get the actual kind of flavor of, of that grape too. Interesting. But, that but, it's, it, but it's a distillate. So the pumice is what's left over after everything's been pressed and you have this this big massive wet pulp basically. And they press that. So that that juice that they press is really not drinkable as wine. Mm-hmm. You right. wouldn't want to drink it. Mm-hmm. But then they distill it and that's what grappa is. Interesting. And it's very high alcohol too. So it's a lot stronger. Yeah. Absolutely. But it, it, and I've had grappas that are very rough, you know. But I've had grappas that are quite delicate and mm-hmm. and, and and delicious. Yeah, the one I had was not drinkable. Yeah. <laughs> like I had half of it. I was like, oh. yeah. well, trying to poison they, me. Everyone, everyone in Italy, like the the uh, winemakers, make their own grappa. They usually don't share it with many people. Yeah. They but when they do, they come in these just beautiful mm. bottles. Oh, yeah. It's uh, yeah. it's a that's a fun little. Side yeah. side venture. Where did you try the grappa, Chef? I forgot what party it was at, but we, <laughs> uh, are maybe you it was sure it was grappa. grappa? Oh yeah, hundred percent. Okay, hundred percent. Because I was like asking about it. I was like, I've never even heard of this before, and I consider myself to have tried everything alcohol wise, and so I was shocked that I hadn't even heard of it before. But you hadn't uh, tried her bourbon or smoke. What is it called? Smoke wagon. Yeah, well, I've I, heard I, of it. I've heard of it. Before. I didn't yeah. hear about. Uh, grew up until I was in my 30s. So yeah, it was it was definitely later in life sure. because it, it, well at the time, I mean, back when I was in my 30s, you know, you couldn't go to Total Wine and buy it. I mean, it was really kind of like an underground thing. It was people who made wine yeah. are the ones who had grappa because they were the ones that had kind of like, you know, that raw material and they kind of kept it for themselves and shared it with their friends and family and that kind of thing, special mm-hmm. occasions. But it wasn't just sold mm-hmm. um, like it is now. So if you go to buy grappa, is it more expensive than wine? It depends. Well, it's a distillate. It's mm-hmm. distilled. So, mm-hmm. yeah, uh, it's a spirit. So it, it depends. It, the good ones are, yeah, quite expensive. But, you know, just like but making name, wine, name I can't, I don't know any names. What, what, what would be the price uh, of a good grappa? Oh, you know, 40, 50, 60, yeah, like more, that. you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sure. But, you know, in France, they do the same thing, but it's called mar. M A R C. Mar. Mar. Yeah, okay. It's the same thing as. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. So is it kind of Italian, right? Sounds like Italian moonshine, kind of. Yeah, yeah. It kind of is, yeah. Sort of, kind of. Yeah, we did stop in Bologna on the way, too, and that's a really good culinary capital. So where they created Bologna. That sounds like a bunch of bologna. It was a bunch of bologna. (laughs) It had the most delicious bologna, which is mortadella. Um, It's amazing. Oh, I love it. And then several days in in Florence with a little stop in Chianti, uh, Mm -hmm. which... 
lots of really great, great locally yeah. grown things. Yeah. Had some real good tomatoes. Do you feel that they are quite sustainable there in Italy? No. Okay. I think they, okay. I don't necessarily think they try to be sustainable. Mm -hmm. They're just doing what they know how to do. Don't they have a lot less waste though? Yes. Like that's one part of their culture that's a lot more sustainable. They uh, have, or the U.S. is very bad when it comes to waste. Sure. Per person, we have the the most mm -hmm. waste. But um, a lot of those European far. countries are a lot more efficient. But um, That's why when I'm at a restaurant, I always say, let's start with sharing. Let's share this, this, and that. You know, and, and then you can keep ordering more. Mm -hmm. You know, but it, when you just order all the stuff and, it, you know, you take it home and somebody doesn't eat it, it, that is very wasteful. Yeah, and I think it's important mm -hmm. to celebrate travel and like that should be part of Earth Day is going to go travel other to other parts of the world and see it and enjoy the other cultures mm -hmm. and appreciate mm -hmm. it. Like so many people nowadays go like too far into the eco war and they're like, oh, you should save the fossil fuels. It's like, no, like you still have to go out and explore the world and enjoy the world and experience cultures and stuff like that. Yeah, and just do it on a bicycle. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Just bike across the Atlantic. You'll have no problem. But, um, yeah, one of those paddle bikes. Right? <laughs> There's balance in everything, though. Yeah, uh, exactly. That's what I was getting at, is that there is balance in everything. Like, the next, the next time I go on a big trip like that, I'm going to go out and, like, pick up trash or something, do something to try to offset mm -hmm. some of that carbon footprint or just try to source everything more locally. That's a huge way you can do it, and we've been talking about that all episode. So. Well, I bought a locally um, sourced, and like, I had a handmade purse made for me. I met the woman. I picked out my fab, like picked out the leather, picked out the inside, had her do the whole thing. So everything was. Was this in Italy? Yeah, it was in Florence. Mm -hmm. Really? Yeah. Wow. That's amazing. My bag actually just got here. So um, <laughs> the good oh, news. With you? Let's look at it. No, no, no. It just got here like to my house while I was sitting in the parking lot. Oh, so, really? How cool. A couple days delayed. So the good news. Because she just got back. How many days have you been back from Italy? Two. Two days. But my suitcase, yeah, days. My suitcase did not make it. Oh, so no. the suitcase just got here. Seriously? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You're lucky you got it though. Man. I know. Yeah. Well, it got stuck in Munich. So, you know. Oh, Munich, yeah. Those Germans. <laughs> we had a 40-minute layover. I can't blame them. I was running to the plane. I was the last person on. It was great. So what were, what were, your mom, what what was her best, you know, memory of the trip? And what, what would you say... She just was like mesmerized by. What, well, as for someone that she had never been out of the continental United States, wow. so really? it was a big Marvelous. deal. Um, so yeah. we, uh, I think it was just being able to see something different, mm -hmm. and seeing the, I think seeing the different localities of everything and how different it was from region to region. Because when people think Italian, what do they think? Pizza, pasta, pizza, meatballs, uh, yeah, tomato sauce, garlic. Pasta. Yeah, well, um, but in Florence, it, in Florence, sure, there was a fair amount of all that. Same thing with Bologna. But it was a little bit different in Venice. It was a little bit different in Bologna. It was a little bit different in Florence because mm -hmm. it was so local, which brings back, us back to kind of everything that we've been talking about so far. So that means they are pretty sustainable then. Well. If, if they're really sourcing local and supporting local, that's extremely sustainable. I think that started way back in, you know, the Middle Ages back when they right. had to. Mm -hmm. Yes. And I don't think they ever shied away. I, I don't think they really ever got away from it. Mm -hmm. Because I don't I don't know what the situation is with Amazon or anything similar to Amazon there. But I guarantee you it's not like it is here. No. Well, let's talk about industrial farming. The, 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 the advent of industrial farming has changed everything. And mm -hmm. is one of the most destructive practices on the planet. And it's what will destroy this planet it will destroy the soil uh who said it i forget one of one of the 
earlier people back in the 70s who did a lot of writing about the ecology said, who decided it was a good idea to use poison to grow our food? <laughs> Seriously, <laughs> think about it's it. It's true. And this yeah. is what industrial farming does. Yeah. And, uh, and it does destroy the soil. Well, it I destroys mean, you too. Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. And Just so a little bit of poison. Talk about water, this is the thing that is not sustainable. Well, the people that don't get it, I mean, obviously, if, if a poison is killing bugs, and then you're ingesting yeah, yeah, that, you're yeah. eating well, that. It's so obvious. It's the development of industri- industrial farming, which is like everything else, the chemical industry, the oil industry, all this is 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 springs from that, right? Mm-hmm. But when you see women that have thinning hair and they're only like fifty, it's it's from eating yeah. all those and this toxins. Is the, this and... is what the average person mm-hmm. eats. Now mm-hmm. there have been studies done that say, well, you know, we have to do industrial farming because we we need enough food to f- feed everyone. But the fact is, and they've done studies on this, that if you you can do small, sustainable farms locally and feed everyone better. And it's way more sustainable in the long exactly. term. Exactly. So All the industrial th- farming again, is going to lead to... this is a matter of economic... Um, Greed. Yes. It's mm-hmm. economic, well, and it's a matter of the future of the human race, too, because if they keep it's down economic that... economic blackmail. But also... People need to wake up and smell the coffee and open up their eyes because a lot of people are just like sheep and they're like, oh, okay, everybody else is eating it. And everybody's I'm really excited about my 99 cent chicken. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm not going to say who, but somebody that we know. And she, you know, she would shop at um, Walmart and be all excited that, you know, she has getting the cheapest groceries. It's like your health. (laughs) <laughs> There's nothing more, but you know. Well, they also have the cheapest organic too, but that's because they buy in crazy bulk because uh, they're a behemoth, mm-hmm. and because yeah. it's not really organic. Is it unless it's certified? It's not really organic. So I think they do well, have some certified, certified organic. It's certified. Well, even again, even with organic, there's still 133 yeah. pesticides that are. Technically, yeah. technically allowed, allowed yeah. and, I mean, but I know what's been in my garden between exactly. buying organic exactly. even in Whole Foods or someplace like that and buying from your local farmer's market mm-hmm. where it's li- likely to be really organic exactly. it's going to be way higher quality from the farmer's market yeah. so yeah I mean or from my backyard yeah yes. no matter what you yes. can there do there we go something... yeah. our new best friend Amy's <laughs> Gardens <laughs> so yeah if you don't have the time to Start a garden of your own. You can still start shopping sure. organic and locally and go to these farmer's markets. There are other ways to contribute if you don't have time for a garden. Well, and even in like Fountain Hills, as an example, they have a little community garden where you can have your own free little plot of garden to go do something yep. with. Mm-hmm. So there are places where you can do it. Yes. Mm-hmm. Or go in with friends and do it. There's a yep. way to do it. If I you wonder want how to. many people try to grow cannabis in there. And they're like, no, no, no. <laughs> Probably more than you think. Okay, yeah. No. Not in Fountain Hills. That's a very Republican-driven location, I think. They still like to smoke, too. Well, they probably do. I mean, I know all kinds. Cannabis is is very difficult to grow here in Phoenix. It's just too hot. It really needs either an uh, indoor-type grow, at least here, or more Mm -hmm. like in uh, the Cottonwood uh, area or down in Wilcox. this the, just the terroir here and the uh, and the and the temperature uh, is not. Well, good. I've heard you have to basically be indoors if you're yeah. in Phoenix. It, but you if really you've been reading to. any of the articles recently, some of the big commercial growers are now starting to fold because everyone is able to grow their own, or they can. There the proliferation of all of the smaller, more local um, ways of doing it. Um, some of these big ones, they grew too fast and they grew too big. And mm-hmm. also some of the laws in between states make it really difficult. But yeah, there are some companies that 
are getting ready to go down the tubes? Well, that's mm. well, and that's that's more of a supply and demand type yeah. thing. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, there's a huge grows that produce just a, a, they can produce more than everybody in the state needs. Absolutely. Um, and and that's why that's driven the price down, which has right. really cost a, a, you know a lot of. But those interstate trade laws make it really difficult. Well, absolutely. Because then it gets federal. Yep. So I want to hear what everybody did on Earth Day, what uh, to to make a difference. And uh, I'm going to start with Amy. Oh, yeah. Well, I went to the nail salon. <laughs> there you go. I also binged watched eight hours of Netflix. <laughs> not underestimate. Going to the nail salon, that's stimulating your local economy. You help pay that woman's bills for the day. Sure. So That's true. That's another form of sustainability a lot of people forget about. That, that's true. Mm -hmm. And anytime you are doing something to bring joy to yourself, you're able to then pass it on to others. Sure. Because when you feel good, mm -hmm. you like to make other people feel good. So, we But it is a locally that. owned business. It is. Yep. It sure. is. It is. And I've been going there for and then you probably, <laughs> 11 years. So You probably went, did worked in your garden? No. Oh, you didn't. Okay. So did you do anything specific to celebrate your birthday? No. She just said what she did. She took herself <laughs> to get her nails done. Okay. So and then she was she, she, she did. She binged watch Netflix, which meant she didn't go out anywhere. She just nope. wasn't polluting the planet okay. anywhere. She probably made her own food. Hey, uh, I drive an electric car. Give me a break. See, there, you okay. Okay. Oh, there, there you go. There we go. I drove that. There well, you go. I'm super excited. I guess I'll tell you what I did. Yes. What did you do? <laughs> yeah. I wanted everyone to ask me. Uh, I actually was super excited about uh, planting, you know, planting or getting a tree or something that would be better for the environment, be eco-friendly and take out the uh, pollution. Mm -hmm. And so I did research on houseplants mm -hmm. uh, and learned about the peace lily and the snake plant. Mm -hmm. Owen, can you come over? No, no, come on over. Just tell us about it. I, I, want, I want Owen to come over and tell us because he was the one that um, helped pick the plants. Here's Owen. Hello. What do you want me to say? Just like talk about it. Yeah, just talk uh, about so the snake plant, the snake plant is an indoor plant that pretty much like detoxifies the air, and it's meant to be stationed like next to your bed, and it's um, promoted as like a deep sleep plant. So basically, as you're sleeping, it purifies the air, which in turn you're you're breathing pure air, and your body is lots of yeah oxygen. healthier. Yeah, it, it, it emits. It's good for your body. Oxygen. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, and awesome. then the peace lily is pretty much the same thing. It's just. Mm -hmm. Detoxifying the air. And Barrage Nursery, give a plug to them. Oh, yeah. Barrage Nursery was really, Which everybody one? was really nice. Barrage, Barrage, Barrage yes. Mm -hmm. Barrage Nursery, it's local. It's yeah. A, you know, I'm going to go there. Nice family owned business. It's right down the street. I got a snake plant from Dig It, uh, which is a wonderful. Uh, little nursery on 16th street near where I live mm -hmm. and it's very local. And I went there and bought a snake plant, which I've wanted to do for years. And after talking to you about buying one, I said, damn it, I'm going to buy, go buy, buy me a snake plant. In fact, can I say right away? I, I, I will I, not wait another day. I screenshot. Well, cause I know you, you said you had some trouble sleeping. And so I thought of you when I was getting the snake plant because this yeah. lady went on and on no, about I, I tried to put it in bed with me the first night, you know, see if yeah. you get really close. You know, but, <laughs> I really yeah. get that. But I, I didn't, it, that didn't work out well. <laughs> okay, so here we go. It says, um, the snake plant is one of the most detoxifying plants in the world, and it yeah. um, it purifies the air. We already know that. It removes the toxins. We already said that. Formaldehyde, benzene, yep. and many of the other plants studied by NASA 
this is the only one that really successfully removes uh, two toxins, one of the two toxins, but snake plants are able, oh, snake plants are able to remove four major toxins. Mm-hmm. So, no, it's, yeah. it's remarkable. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The plant world is mm-hmm. remarkable. I mean, I didn't know that. I just, we just discovered that at yeah. Barrett's Nursery. Right, right. But we're human beings. Hey, let's destroy it. <laughs> see what happens. But, you know, I think people are getting. We can go to Mars, right? People are getting more aware and people are doing more. And I, it's I think true. we have to be positive, right? It's true. Can I play this thing from Julia Roberts? Yes. This is so amazing. Can I play it right on? Yeah, just put the, the microphone or the, the speaker right on the microphone. We okay. should is there a way to turn it up for the room yes, so it's I'm on? Go, I'm going to do it. There. Hold on one second here. Put it on speaker. Yeah. Some call me nature. Others call me mother nature. I've been here for over four and a half billion years. 22,500 times longer than you. I don't really need people, but people need me. Yes, your future depends on me. When I thrive, you thrive. When I falter, you falter. Or worse. But I've been here for eons. I have fed species greater than you, and I have starved species greater than you. My oceans, my soil, my flowing streams, my forests, they all can take you or leave you. How you choose to live each day, whether you regard or disregard me, doesn't really matter to me. One way or the other. Your actions will determine your fate, not mine. I am nature. I will go on. I am prepared to evolve. Are you? Wow. Pretty sobering, huh? Wow. I, Good stuff. I, I've got wow. chills. That's such a great, great. Julia Roberts did an amazing that, job. But that is extraordinary. Wow. It's very sobering. Did, did, did Julia true. Roberts do that? No, she just she just did the, the piece. She so so write, she was the narrator, but yeah, she, she didn't write narrator, that. Yeah. Wow. Impressive. But wow. It, 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 and that is, that's the, that's the reality mm-hmm. right there, what we just heard. And here's the thing. Thank you. There are... I mean, if you if you get away from mainstream media, I mean, I see things that, even on Facebook. I, I, I learn about things that are actually people are doing on this planet mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. could make an, a tremendous difference, like what they are doing with mushrooms. Even mushrooms have the ability to uh, to uh, to clean up. Uh, you know, the most toxic material. I mean, there's all these little projects that people are doing all Mushrooms. over the planet. Oh, yeah, fungi are massively yes. sustainable. Yeah, exactly. there's a documentary on yeah. Netflix, yeah. The Fantastic yeah. Fungi. Yeah, so which is incredible. Mm-hmm. So, one thing I wanted to uh, bring up, 
that's kind of a interesting topic. Did you guys see? It was like about a couple months ago. Uh, one of the Teslas that like blew up on Scottsdale Road. It was like a massive. I heard about it. Yeah, it was a massive hazmat situation, and I guess it's happened a few times in the past couple months. Mm-hmm. And it's sparking more fuel for the debate of electric cars versus fossil fuel cars. Because if these batteries start blowing up and creating massive like toxic zones, that's so unsustainable and like it's Mm -hmm. creating way more like toxic pollution than a car would if it drove for a million miles a gas car so it's kind of reopening the debate on like how sustainable the electric cars really are because if it's one in a million that are going to blow up like that well think once they put 50 million onto the roads that's going to be 50 of those toxic emergencies throughout the country so um, but yeah, it was a really big event. It blew up like in front of Scottsdale Quarter. They had to evacuate all those malls. Yeah, there was a toxic chemical fire. When was Whoa. that? It was like I think in February, maybe. Wow. Hmm. Yeah, it was a couple months ago. I didn't hear about uh, this. Yeah, it was it was big national news too, um, because like a lot of people didn't want to buy Teslas anymore. Right. Yeah. But, and, well, yeah. If, you, if it catches on fire and you have to. Evacuate yeah. a one yeah. square mile. That might be well, a problem. Well, just just so you yeah. know, Mitch, our regular from Hawaii, that is always giving uh-huh. us um, shows that are really um, just cutting edge about sustainability. He's very against uh, the Teslas. Yeah, he's very yeah. against. He's more uh, the hydrogen energy. Yeah. Hydrogen. Uh, oh, the hydrogen energy is for sure this, where the future yeah. is. Yes. Mm-hmm. No yeah. question about Far it. Far more scalable. And there are different, mm-hmm. there's a whole lot of research uh, on different batteries, too, that are not uh, lithium-based mm-hmm. that are very promising. But again, these are things that you don't hear about. Mm-hmm. Lithium, you know, now they're talking about, you know, all the lithium deposits here, and they're going to start, you know. The fact is that there are different technologies that you know well, for years we should be pushing for hydrogen that's hydrogen right. is great we should get uh, them on the phone and, right and and different and different types of batteries work too the, the fact is that forever for decades and decades and decades the the petroleum industry has has ruled you know how many mm-hmm. incredibly helpful patented inventions have been mm-hmm. bought by the oil industry, and just shelved. good to be shown, oh, yeah. just to be able to make it. a difference. Yeah. In fact, you know, Henry Ford was the first, I think, the first to, to create an electric car. Now, imagine mm. if in, if the electric cars had 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 been taken off, instead taken of, off instead yeah. of the the you know the the gas produced cars. Mm-hmm. How different where we'd be right now? That would right be a now. good science fiction show, right? Right, would be an alternate universe. Although there's some people like what Chet was saying and like what Mitch thinks from Hawaii that uh, in the long term, too many electric cars are going to be really harmful. Oh, no, that's not what I was saying. Not if they had been developed since 19 fucking 25. Yeah, they would have evolved way faster. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. My point was mostly that they need to start putting more focus on the hydrogen-powered engines and exactly. cars. No question. Those are the safest. Yeah. They mm-hmm. are the least yeah. toxic if yes. they have an issue. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so from a safety and sustainability standpoint, hydrogen power is the future. Um, we have to get so, him back on the show again. He's yeah, so, I agree, so I agree but it, you know, this all comes down to a question of economics. Well, yeah, it's just it's just and, a crazy uh, thing to think about if you put yourself in that shoes of that driver who almost mm, died in that yeah. explosion. What if they had just sold like you know like a twenty five mile per gallon car to get that Tesla, thinking they were going to be more sustainable, and then their car blows up and creates a <laughs> massive hazmat suit situation. <laughs> so it just goes to show you that. 
the number one way you can be sustainable is reduce and try to limit your usage of things like that. Well, and I think you need to be informed too. Like I do drive a Tesla, but I didn't buy it because it's sustainable. Mm -hmm. I bought it because it's convenient. Mm -hmm. I can plug the car into my house at night and I don't have to go get gas. I don't have to get maintenance. I don't have to do all these things. Mm. Do you enjoy your Tesla? Oh, I love it. Okay, good review for Tesla's here. (laughs) I'm happy yours didn't. I I love it when Teslas don't blow up. Complete. (laughs) And just the idea of having full torque um, without having to do anything Mm. other than just putting your foot on the uh, the pedal is pretty amazing. Yeah. Uh, But with that said, you know, you're paying for the electricity somehow, some way, whether it's the creation of the... Uh, battery or whether it's the disposal of the battery when you're done or whatever it is you're paying for it somehow it's well, not yeah. truly a sustainable product you can pretend all you want but it's well, not and it would be not sustainable yet. if they start if they implement some kind of policy that forces us to use only uh, renewable resources for power like if we move to only wind and solar and uh, hydroelectric uh, power sources then it would be fully sustainable but if they keep building fossil fuel power plants or nuclear power plants, then we're still polluting the earth. So um, it's definitely if we want electric cars to be fully sustainable, we need to also be pushing for policies that, uh, you know, support green power sources like solar and all the ones I just mentioned. So so uh, Earth Day is every day. We have yes. to kind of wrap up here. Because yeah, we have about two and a half Dominic's minutes. over there saying we have two minutes. So Earth Day is every day. So Our two main themes are support local okay. and support sustainable uh, power sources, solar, you know, wind, water. We need to elect politicians that are preaching these things. Otherwise, we're not going to be in a sustainable... Buy a snake plant. Yeah. Put it in your, <laughs> it. Put it in your bed with you. That's what it comes down to. Political and economic will. Mm-hmm. Right? So but uh, plant a tree, plant some more plants. Plant a tree. Make a little garden. Yeah, exactly. Edible Source garden. local. Start edible small. garden. Source it from your backyard. Edible garden. Edible garden. That, that, edible garden. You don't have That's to right. drive to the store to get food. You just go to your garden. That's right. You're saving gas. You're saving time. Uh, and there's no toxins. True. Which is totally saving the planet. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, no, I'm really fascinated by the snake plant, guys. <laughs> it's my new bed partner. <laughs> so please do your research because I promise you it's supposed to uh, detoxify your mind and the air. and it, Your mind. Yes. It's supposed to make you peace. It's bringing peace. Yes. Yes. And it, it's supposed to take away allergies. Yeah. Uh, and uh, yeah. give you better sleep. I'm getting so, four more. I bought three of them. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, getting, awesome. I'm getting some more. I got one. I'm, 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 I'm loving it. it. <laughs> and also, I love it. And I don't know if it's psychosomatic, but I literally feel like I'm sleeping better. Totally and I, and, and yeah. when I'm when I'm breathing the air, it feels like just so fresh. I feel like mm-hmm. I'm in Hawaii. It feels yeah. so good. There's something about the snake plant. Also, they said I don't put own... one by your front door. <laughs> feng shui the oh. energy so that all the bad energy that you bring bring in from the outside you have passed by it really front door yep Love and snake snake plants also bring good luck and also i bought a piece lily i'm gonna go buy more of those so uh plant trees have an edible garden carpool uh try to vintage shop a Start little a bit neighborhood garden yeah, Shop at go. Goodwill. That's a huge one. They, Shop at Goodwill. They used to be one of our sponsors, and yeah. they are oh, yeah. so sustainable for the community, whether it's recycling and repurposing things uh-huh. or re-educating people. Goodwill, they couldn't be better. So. Go get an electric Porsche. I love Porsches. <laughs> uh, there you go. Here, here's another way to be sustainable. When you have a Porsche, you, you, you want to protect it, and you want to drive less. And then you want to stay in your bubble because there's only certain places you can drive it to. So that's very sustainable. Oh. Saving the planet. One, one show, show at a time. time. One Porsche at a time. 